Resurrection Sunday. Anybody excited about that today? We live because he lives. And today we're going to do our best. Maybe it's the first time you're visiting with us and maybe you haven't been here in a while, but we want you to know that there's a God out there that loves you so much. And he sent his son, Jesus Christ, on Easter to give us life for you. And our hope is that throughout this service today, you'll begin to see that life with Christ is a life worth living. And it's a life that a God by the name of Jesus, our God, gave us life. When you are born and I am born, and when that small baby of yours is born and you walk into the nursery, there's generally a name that's attached to your child. And then at some point you receive a birth certificate that says, this is the date of birth for your child. And so when you're handed that birth certificate, it means your child was born. There's also this big word that we use in some circles and we call it this word, that sin has been imputed. It's not one that we use very often. That the imputation of sin has been passed down from the first man, Adam, and through every man that's ever been born, when their child is conceived, that sin carries down through men. It's imputed through to children, to the newborns. And so when you were born and I was born, not only did we receive a birth certificate that says that, that we are physically alive, we also, in the same time we received that, spiritually received this certificate that's a death certificate. Now let me explain. Because of sin, we are separated from God. And so our beautiful children who haven't spoken a word, they're naive, appearing beautifully innocent, and you look at them, when they are born and you and I are born, we have sin that's been imputed to us, the Bible says. And because of that, we have what is called an old sin nature because of the first sin of Adam in the garden. So every man carries that and passes it down. And you and I are born at the same time. This beautiful life, there's this beautiful and horrible, tragic death certificate that's spiritually handed. So we have to do something about that. And that's why we have Easter. Easter says that because we've been born physically, we will die physically and not only we die physically, there's a spiritual death that we will encounter unless something takes our place and helps and, and steps in for that condition. That's where we insert Jesus. Jesus came and because he was perfect in every way, he became the sacrifice for our sins. And I'm going to explain that throughout the message. And when someone gives their life for someone, that's what Jesus did, you never forget it. And when you see it happen, you never forget it. And so when someone says, I'm going to give my life so that you can live, you never forget it. Let me show you what I mean. Take a look at this. I don't care how experienced you are. Smart climber always wears a belt and suspenders. Dad. Two cams are safe, three's even better. Dad. Not kidding, Annie. Nobody's going anywhere until you put another cam in the wall. Dad, I have three cams. He's just yanking your chain. Watch out! We got amateurs at 12 o'clock. Check your safety. Ah! 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 
me. How close to the wall are we? moving? No. Try and reach the wall. See if you can anchor us back in. Try. something for me, Peter, okay? Cut me no, loose. No, no. There's too much weight here. One cam's never gonna hold it. I can get it. You understand in. what I'm saying? You have to cut in. me loose. If you no, don't do this, I'm gonna pull everybody down and everybody's it'll gonna hold. die. You're wrong. It'll Shut hold. up, Annie! It's it'll one down three, Peter. You understand don't, what I'm saying? Just think about it. Don't make him do this. Right, she's gonna kill don't your sister. Annie's gonna die if you don't do this. Now cut the rope. No, I won't do it. Just cut the rope. I can't. Cut the rope. Any second now, a camera's gonna come out of the wall, and Annie and you are gonna die. Is that what you want? You never forget when someone does something for you that saves your life. That father stepped in in order for his children to live, did what any father should do, die for his kids. You and I, whether you believe it or not, here's the reality. We are hanging on the side of a cliff in a desperate condition. There is a death certificate and sentence on your life and my life. And unless someone intervenes and cuts the rope and sacrifices their life for us, then we will die. Not only die, but spend an eternity far away from God in a place called hell. That's why we need Easter. That's why we have Easter. That's why we have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's why Jesus came on Good Friday. Because someone had to sacrifice their life for us to live and take that death certificate that's on our life, that, that execution that's coming our way, and step in and carry the weight and bear our sin for us. His name's Jesus. That's what Easter's all about. Let me show you what I mean. Grab your Bibles and turn to Romans chapter 3. 
Romans chapter 3. And if you need a Bible, hold your hand up or ushers will put one in your hand. And we're going to read one verse today. And then I'm going to look at a bunch of others. But turn to Romans chapter 3. And you can stay seated as we read this today. But Romans chapter 3 and verse 23. Here's what I know to be true from the word of God. Romans chapter 3 and verse 23. I want you to read it with me. One verse, Romans chapter 3 and verse 23. Ready, read. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Read it one more time. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's the picture. That's our condition. You and I have sinned. We can't get to God. There's no way that we can ever get to God because he's a holy God. Because of our sin, because of our sin nature and because of the sins we've committed, We can't get to God. We have all sinned and we fall short. We can't get to God. There's this gap. There's this this valley that's long and deep. And the only way across it, if someone stands in and comes in for us and carries the weight of our sin and bears our sin and becomes sin for us, and his name was Jesus. We have to do something with Jesus today. Listen, today. You and I have to do something with Jesus. We can't just say, I don't want to hear it. You have to do something. Either you believe he was raised from the grave, you believe that he died on the cross, or you don't. You have to do something with Jesus, and you have to answer these questions. And I'm going to try to help you today. You have to answer these questions. Either he is the son of God, or he isn't the son of God. Either there is a heaven and a hell, or there isn't a heaven and a hell. Either we will be judged for our sin or we won't be judged for our sin. Either we are guilty of our sin or we're not guilty of our sin. Either Jesus died on the cross and was resurrected or he didn't die on the cross and resurrect himself. My hope today is to answer these questions for you. And if you're honest, just be completely honest. We know we've sinned. Like, I'll speak for myself. I, I sin. You sin. We, we, we. And if we're completely honest, and if because of one sin, we fall short of God, then we got a problem, a big problem. And that's why Jesus came. Let, let me explain it this way. You and I daily, I'll speak for myself, you and I daily have a chance to commit sins. And so we have these sins in our lives. And so every time you commit a sin, I commit a sin, you com- I commit a sin, we tally them up. And so daily we go through our lives. So our whole lives we have committed sins. I mean, mark it up. Some of us and many of us, this, this gets this marked as this, this just solid. This is my life. And so we carry these sins with us. These sins cause us to fall short of God. We can't get to a holy God because he sees our sin and it causes us to fall short. We have to do something with our sin. The only way we can get to God is if our sins somehow are cared for. That's where Jesus steps in at Easter. Now think about it this way. Every time we sin... You and I, we ring up a debt. Every time you sin, you ring up a debt. I'm indebted because of this sin. So every time you sin, the cash register goes, bam, debt. Every time you sin, there's a bill sent your way. 
Every time you sin. And for some of us, most of us, that debt is so huge that we could never, ever pay it back. It's impossible. And so as we process that, we, we, we need to, someone to step in and to forgive us of our debts. Otherwise, a debt collector is going to be knocking on our doors, trying to collect on a bill we owe on. Let's say to you and I are bankrupt because of our sin. Bankrupt. We've rung up a debt. We can't pay it back because there's no money. Because we're in the hole. And someone has to come in and forgive us of this debt. We want the debt to be forgiven. Why? Because the bill is too big to pay on our own. And by the way, you can't go and get chapter 7 or chapter 11 bankruptcy. It's impossible. It's either pay or die. And that's our condition. Right now, you and I, unless insert Jesus and we let him take our sin, you and I are in debt over our heads because of sin. And because of that, we can't get to God. We fall short. We want to get to God. We want to have a life with Christ. We want to know what's in the afterlife and eternity called heaven. But because of our sin, we're bankrupt and, and we will die spiritually end up in hell. That's why we have Easter. Every single one of us are bankrupt because of our sin. One sin does the job. And then the Bible says this. In Romans later, he says this. But the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now think about it this way. Sin, debt, okay, what happens now? The wages of that sin, that debt of sin, it, 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 the debt of, uh, is death. Because we sin, now we're going to die spiritually. That's why you get a death certificate when you're born. There's an execution waiting for you spiritually. You will die. You can't get to God because of that. The wages of sin is death. We deserve death. We are enslaved by sin. We are in bondage to our sin. And because we have no recourse to pay for our sin, then we are guilty and summoned to die for our sin and spend eternity away from God in a place called hell. So there will come a time, hear me out. You will die unless the rapture occurs. It will happen. You could die today. And when you die and I die, it says in the Bible in Hebrews 9, 27, that man is destined to die once and face judgment. And we will stand before the perfect God that we fall short of. And he's going to ask us the question. What is it and where in your life has there been a point that, that you've done something with your sin? And the only recourse is, is the debt collector, Jesus Christ. And we can say, by his work on the cross, I've trusted in faith. He's cleaned the slate and God will say, spend eternity with me. You see, we stay in this prison of life enslaved to sin unless we are pardoned in some crazy, miraculous way for our sin. <laughs> That's Easter. Like, seriously, what king that lives on earth has ever lived on earth would ever die for his people? <laughs> no one but Jesus. 
That's why Jesus came. That's why we needed Easter. Someone had to pardon us of our sin, and his name is Jesus. He took the full brunt of sin. He took all the sins of the world, and he went to the cross for us. And every day of our lives, listen to me, you and I, unless we know Christ and trust, we are dead men walking. So when you got up today, you're excited, and I am too. I'm looking forward to these services, and I'm praying that, that people trust in Jesus, and I'm looking forward to if, if it would occur afterwards, if the Lord would tarry and allow us to have dinner with our family. I'm looking forward to these events. And so as I'm looking forward to these things, there's a reality that I must face, and you must say, someone must do something with our, for our sin. Otherwise, you're just dead men walking. Spiritually. So you got up today, you might not even realize there's a death sentence on you, and you think, I'm good. No, you're not. You're a dead man walking. And when you see that, you remember that. If you're on death row, and when you're on death row, if you ever walk out onto the landing or the tier, and you make yourself appear before other people, the guards will often say, dead man walking. And on your way to the execution chamber, the guards will say, dead man walking. This is you without Christ. Take a look at this. Get my boots. I want my belt. Grown man going to death in a diaper and slippers. I'll be done with all this. No more bars, no more cells, no more lock in a cave. This is Helen. I'm going to die. The truth has made you free. God knows the truth about me. I'm going to a better place. I'm not worried about nothing. You all right? Yes. I'm okay. Christ is here. I'm not worried about anything. Okay. Look, I want the last thing you see in this world to be a face of love. So you look at Excuse me. Time to go, Ponsolet. Can Sister Helen touch me? Yes, she may. Dead man walking.
That's your condition and my condition before Christ. You and I are dead men and women walking. That's who you are. That's why Jesus came at Easter. Instead of heading to the execution chamber and die a spiritual death away from God and a physical death away from God and spend your eternity in hell, Jesus comes in to the picture. Because the wages of sin is debt. Our debt is too big for us to ever pay back on our own. And because of that, you and I are enslaved and imprisoned in a jail for the rest of our lives. And many live as though they're not thinking, I'm okay. And there will come a day when you will have to stand before the judge who gives the final verdict. And he will ask you, what did you do with your sin? We are guilty, and this is what we deserve, death. But later in Romans, Paul says this. Just listen to this. He says in Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, he says in the condition, but God demonstrated his love for us while, while, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's Good Friday. That's Easter. While we were still sinners in the armpit of our sin, the most, the only thing we could offer God for our salvation is our sin. That's the best we can give him. And while we were sinners, Christ died for us. That's why Jesus came at Easter. John later said this. John says this in the New Testament. He says that Jesus became flesh and blood and moved into the community, dwelled among them. Why did Jesus come? Because Jesus saw the condition of his family and his children. He said, someone needs to cut the rope for them to live. Otherwise, they will die. And that's the picture of Christmas. Jesus came at Christmas because he knew there would come a point in his life where something and someone would have to come to save us of our sins. Easter shows us that Christ was willing to show the full extent of his love. Dying on the cross for sins he didn't even commit. Jesus picked up the tab for our bill of sin. We rung up the tab. He picked it up and said, I got it. I got you covered. Listen, you're in debt no longer. Here, here I'm going to pay for your sin. He picked up the tab for our sin. And since the bill and wages of sin is death, Someone has to die that's not in debt to sin. And you know who that is? Jesus. Perfect in every way. Someone without sin must be the sacrifice for our sin. Otherwise, you and I will spend the rest of our lives in the squalid conditions of a prison cell unless there was a plan orchestrated by a person who owed nothing to anyone and was debt-free, sin-free. And the only person and the only one we know is debt-free is God, and he picked up the tab of our bill and debt of sin by sending Jesus. Amen? 
He became sin for us, the Bible says. He who knew no sin took on the sin for all of us and the sins of the 15 billion people who have ever lived on planet earth. He atoned for our sin. It's a word that we use sometimes that we don't, we're not familiar with. Let me, let me just give, help you out with it. It's so important that we need to understand it. Jesus atoned for our sin. Now, let me just give you a, a bigger phrase. We, we say that it was a vicarious atonement. Vicarious atonement. It's not words that we use very often. But vicarious means we live through someone else. They do something, they achieve something, and we live through their achievements. Atone means to step in in place of, to, to redeem, to make new. So Jesus and his vicarious, we live through Jesus and the work on the cross. He is the substitute for our sins. We get to live through his work on the cross. Now, maybe you understand it better this way. Many of you live vicariously through your kids. And way too many parents spend their lives living vicariously through their kids' achievements instead of vicariously through the achievement of Jesus on the cross. You see it everywhere. Maybe you, weren't a, maybe you quit basketball in 10th grade. You're going to make sure your son doesn't quit. And maybe you didn't get a trophy and your kid gets a trophy and you run them all over creation. Why? Because that's your child. And when they get achievement, you feel good. That's vicariously living through someone. And by the way, don't ever do that. But do it through Jesus Christ. <laughs> someone had to die for our sin. Jesus paid the price of our bill of sin. The collection agency called you, and guess what was said? Jesus said, paid in full. Stamped it. Paid it. When I got a debt, look at this sin. Don't you know all these sins I committed? Paid in full. Paid in full. Paid in full. Jesus. Amen? Paul later said it this way, and, and, and he, he's so much smarter than I am, and he uses words that, that, that sometimes I have to read three times to understand, but I understand this. He said this, just, just listen, it's so clear. This is what Jesus did, just, just listen. Paul said in Colossians 2, 13 to 15, he says, when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins. And listen what he says next. Having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. Cancel. Paid in full. Our legal indebtedness, Jesus said, I'm going to pick up the tab on those people. Now, here's the problem, though. We got a lot of self-made men and self-made women and self-made families, and we say this. And I watched it happen. Someone comes to your dinner table. You're in a restaurant and, 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 and someone's there and, and you know who they are and they want to pick up the tab. Say, oh, no, 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 I got it. I'm okay. Now, you don't need to pick up the tab. I'm good. Go to someone who really, what? Needs it. Somehow we think we don't need it. 
us. Our family's good. We got money in the bank and health is good. We got good works and our kids, we have a great relationship. Go to someone that needs us. And Jesus is saying, you need it. And let me pick up the tab and pay the price of your bill of sin. Jesus forgave our sins and canceled it. Yeah, we need it more than death on the cross. Like, like if we stop at Good Friday, guess what? We're all dying. Because not only do we need a sacrifice that's perfect, a God that's perfect, because it can only be canceled and we can only have a vicarious atonement and, and, and the imputation of sin can only be cared for if, if, if someone who's perfect not only dies, but proves that they can overcome death. Well, Paul said this about it. It's, it's, it's so important that Paul said this. Just listen. Listen to these words. He tried to describe how important. If the resurrection doesn't occur, then we're still dead. We, we still have the death sentence on us. He said this in 1 Corinthians 15, 12. He says, but if it's preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say there's no resurrection of the dead? If there's no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, Jim Brown, your preaching is useless and so is your faith. Then Paul says, more than that, we are found to be false witnesses about God. For we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead, but did not raise him if in fact the dead are not raised. And then Paul says, for if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep or died in Christ are lost. And then he says, if only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. And then he says, but, I love this conjunction, but, but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. Amen? You see, if he didn't overcome death, then he was just a good man that went to the cross, that cut the rope, so, so, so they shortly people could think that they live. But the reality is one sin causes us to fall short of God. And if someone doesn't overcome death, whose name is Jesus, then we were futile in our faith thinking that we're going to able to get to God. A dead God will do not do us any good. He must overcome death. Someone had to be raised from the dead in order for us to be able to overcome this death sentence that's been placed on us spiritually. You see, if Jesus didn't overcome death, and rise again, we are still in this sinful place in squalid condition. Spiritually, we will die and end up in hell. But then Matthew says this. Matthew and Josephus, a historian of the day. There's many accounts, not just in the Bible, but we're using the Bible. And Matthew says this. And he says, Matthew gives us this record. He says, after the Sabbath at the dawn on the first day of week, Mary Magdalene and other Mary went to look at the tomb. And there was a violent earthquake for the angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. And the guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. 
He has risen just as he said he would. So why is that important to us today? Like, okay, that's great. Jesus died on the cross and he laid in the tomb on silent Saturday and resurrection Sunday. Yeah, yeah, he, he overcame death. And why, why is that so good? Why is that so important? To you and me today. Because he wants to rescue you. (laughs) Because your condition without Jesus is death, physically and spiritually. And just like he left his grave clothes, you can lose your jail clothes and the death sentence on your life will be paid. You have a choice. Die in your sins or get set free. Let me explain. Jesus gives us this picture in scripture. He says, you can spend and end up here and die physically, spiritually, end up in hell, or you can believe by faith that Jesus died on the cross and that he was resurrected on the third day. You can choose one or the other. You might say, Pastor Jim, how? Just listen, just, just listen. This is what the Bible says. This is, this is good information. So how? How can we, how can we receive life? How can, we, how can we, we take this gift, this incredible gift of Jesus on the cross and make it our own? Here, here's what the Bible says. In Ephesians 2, it says this. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This not from yourself. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So he gives us, Paul gives us this picture. It's by grace Through faith, we believe that there's not anything that we could ever do, not one good work that could ever get us to God because we keep falling short because of our sin. But if we trust in the work of Jesus on the cross and believe by faith that he is God, then we'll be saved. Paul said this in Romans later, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and that he died on the cross and he was risen on the third day from the grave, We will be saved. Jesus wants to pick up the tab on this for you. You can become children of God. You can remove yourself from this this lifelong journey of trying to earn your way to God. Or by faith you can believe that Jesus paid it all. That your debt has been canceled. And you trust in the work of Christ on the cross. And you vicariously live through his atonement. And trust in that. And believe that he was raised from the dead. will be saved. will be rescued. John later said it this way. Here's what he said. And I, I, I like the way John said it. Let me help you understand better. John, John said this. He said this. He says, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. What does that mean? Here's what it means. You and I can leave the squalid conditions of this cell an eternity that will ultimately end up in hell We can receive this gift that Christ did on the cross, vicarious atonement. We can believe that he was raised from the dead and we get table rights with the King of kings and Lord of lords, life forever and ever and ever. 
That's the picture. So there are many that have been invited to this table already. In fact, the word of God says it this way. Because they've trusted and believed, they have rights to sit at the table with the king of kings and lord of lords. And they didn't do anything on their own. No good works got them here. It was by faith, believing in Christ, and that he was resurrected from the dead, that this family has table rights with the king of kings and lord of lords. Listen, you want to sit at the table? This is the table. Yet, there's also this book that allows you to sit here. And it's called the book of life. And so, there's this book that God has, and it's reserved. Like, you just don't come and just sit down because, hey, I, 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 I want to have eternal life. No, your name has to be in a book. It's called the Lamb's Book of Life. And the way that your name gets there is that you trusted, believed, and confessed that Jesus is Lord. In fact, John, like before he wrapped up the book of Revelation, John said this. Just, just listen. Like it, it was so important. Like almost the next to last chapter, John says this. Nothing impure, Revelation 21, 27, will ever enter heaven nor anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Please hear me on this. Some think they've been invited. (laughs) And you will come to the end of your life, and you'll think that you're there. Yet, Matthew says this. In fact, let me just read what Matthew said about this book of life and about the end. Here's what Matthew said. Matthew said that there'd be many at Grace Community and Elkhart County and that think they are. In fact, Matthew said it this way. Just listen. Matthew said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who, who, who does the will of my Father who's in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not drive out demons in your name? Didn't we perform many miracles? And then, and then Matthew says, then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. So, so there's this book, and, 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 and so Jericho's going to walk up, and, and God's going to go to the H's, and he's going to turn, and H, Hoff, Sommer, George, Rochelle, no, Jericho, away from me, evildoer, away from me. You can't work your way in. You can't force your way in. You didn't do enough. And let me just say, Bruton, Bruton, Beast, Drew, apart from me, I never knew you. You evildoer. And so the word of God clearly shows us that some will be in for the surprise of their life. You see, one sin, hundred sins, thousand sins, your life, my life keeps us short of God. 
We could never clean the slate on our own. Someone's got to pick up the tab. And Jesus paid the price of your debt. Why? Because he is God without sin. He picked up the tab so that you get table rights with the King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen? But here's what I know. Many, the word of God says, many, many, not just one or two, many will say to me, but Lord, Lord, we're serving at the Easter egg hunt today and, and we go to Grace Community on Sunday. And, 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 and we even start tithing. Pastor Jim talked about tithing. We did that too. Depart from me, I never knew you. There's gotta be evidence. There must be fruit hanging from your life that says, I'm in. And not only am I in, I'm living. It's not come to church once a year. It's not come to church once a month. It's not like I raise my hand. I got to get out of free charge, jail card from Monopoly. I raise my hand and, and never change. Like somehow there's got to be repentance and you've turned it when you, there must be a moment in your life where you believe. And when you believe, you live differently. Why? Because God's in you. So I ask you this question today. Are you coming to the table thinking your name is there? And you will hear the words. It might be your wife. She might go. It might be your kids. They might go because they trust it. Will you be left behind? Depart from me, you evildoer. And you know what that means? You will be ushered into hell. The good news is this. You're still alive today. And the invitation's as good right now, unless the rapture occurs, for you to have your name written here and get table rights with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Would you bow your head? And please, don't leave, don't leave. This, this is life and death. Like, you can, you can fix the ham later. This is life and death. I want to ask you this question. Now listen. The Bible says that, that your wife can't save you, that you're not saved because your mom and dad are saved, and, and, and your husband can't save you, and, 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 and it isn't because you come to church, and it's not because you're a good person, and it's not because you think you got it all under control, and you don't want, God, I don't need you to pick up the tab. I'm good. I'm good. No, listen, you're not good. I'm not good. We're in desperate need of Jesus and the work of the cross and the resurrection. So here, hear me out. You can still be part of the family of God and join many others if you trust and believe and confess that Jesus is Lord. I'm asking you this question. Do you know that you know? Are you banking on some, some moment in your life that you can't even remember and there's never been a change and, and you're thinking, I, I, I think, I think, I think I am, I think, I think, I hope, I hope. Listen, Let's make sure today, the greatest gift you can ever give your family, the greatest gift children can ever give their family, the greatest gift a mother and a father can ever give their kids is to know that they know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So I'm gonna ask you to do something, just quietly stand. Just don't look around, head still bowed. Please stand. In the link and in the main, just just stand. Don't don't, don't leave though, I'm gonna ask you to do something. 
if you don't know that you've confessed in your heart and, and, and you want Jesus to pick up the tab, not only pick it up, but you're saying, Lord, I want you to be the Lord and leader of my life. I'm going to follow you. And you want table rights with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And the Bible says we confess with our mouth. And the best way to confess is prayer. So I want you to do something with me. I want you to pray with me. Just say, Lord, I'm in debt with my sin. It's too big for me to ever pay back. I fall short of you. I need you to cancel the debt. Please forgive me of my sin. I trust in the work of the cross and the vicarious atonement. And I believe, yes, I believe, Jesus. Not only did you, did you die, but you were resurrected on that third day. I bank my life on you. Got to pray here in the main and the link that many wouldn't be left behind. But today was the day of salvation. I'm going to ask you to do something for me. Like, no one's looking around but me. If you're in the link and you're in the main, I want you to do, I, I, I want you to just just put your hand straight in the air and say, today's the day I know. I trust it. Just, just put it up there. Don't be ashamed. Just hold it up. Hold it. Come on, come on. Don't fight it. Just put it up. It's the best thing you ever. Just, just say, today's the day. God, all over this room, all over the link are people who trusted in you and said, they're going to let you pick up the tab. I pray, God, that you would empower them. I pray, God, that you give them a holy boldness. I pray you give them breakthrough and reconciliation relationships. I pray that they become your spokespersons for you and that because of their life, that many are one to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I'm going to ask you to do something. This, this is where the rubber hits the road because we're about to hear a song sung that says, come to the table, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And I want you to do something. I think, I think it's important because part of this, the enemy wants to step right in and, and, and he wants to rob you of this moment and say, you didn't do that. You didn't raise your hand. You didn't trust in Jesus. Or he wants you to say, what, what will your wife think or husband think? What, what will Pastor Jim think? What, what will people think? I've been coming to church a long time and it's like I just trust. You know what they'll think? Praise God. So I want you to do something. This is your boldest move. The righteous are as bold as a lion, the Bible says. I'm gonna ask you to do something. I'm gonna ask you to come. I want you to symbolically walk from death to life. And what we wanna do on this wall over here, we have mugs. We'd like to give you, because I think it's important to remember the moment. We have these 10 cups and there's a carabiner on that you can clip to places and it says rescued April. It's a reminder that, that there was a time that I trusted in Jesus and I need to remind myself to live for him and we want to give you this gift so as this song is sung we're just going to ask you to come and if you're in the link Pastor Jordan's in there and he's going to be talking to you he's going to bring you over come on walk over what's 100 feet you can do it and I want you to walk through here and we're going to celebrate as after we sing this song but just come and we'd love to give you a mug so just come walk through and trust in Jesus We all start on the outside, the outside looking in. This is where grace begins. We were hungry, we were thirsty, with nothing left to give. Oh, the shape that we were. And 
God's on the move. He's doing great things. This is our story. Every single one of us, we were lost without hope. We were chained, we were in prison. So those of us who are free, come on, let's celebrate with those who are experiencing that right now. This is our story. Let's worship God for what he's done. Because I was buried beneath my shame. Who could carry that kind of weight? We were all there. It was not till I made. Come on, let's sing. Let's celebrate. I was breathing the night alive. Dead man walking. Oh, my fingers I tried to hide. There was done in us as a church and while we sing the rest of the song if you've been redeemed keep singing it but why don't you come across walk through that cage as a symbol of God what God has done for you too. Yeah. walk through it in freedom today if you've been set free already if you've been living for God for years or if it's just been weeks come on come on let's celebrate together I need a rescue my sin was heavy but chains break out the way to 
of your glory. I needed shelter. I was, yeah, let's celebrate. You called me a citizen of heaven. God, that you set people free, you set captives free, you've taken the chains off of prisoners, and we were all in that place, in need of you, in need of your grace. So thank you for what you've done, for every story represented in this room. Every, every mug that was taken is, has a name attached to it, and you care about every single one, God. And so we're, joyce, we're rejoicing because of every single one. God, we love you so much. Thank you for setting us free for dropping the chains, for opening the prison doors for us. Amen? Amen. You are dismissed. Let's keep celebrating today what God has done. He is risen, and we're free.